Welcome to another episode of Third Round Picks. With me today is Mike Bibbins. How are you doing today, Bibbs? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. And How are you today? <laughs> me? Uh, I just got off my ACT, so I'm done with summer testing, and now I begin my summer job. So, you know, oh, cool man. stuff. The Wings are losing. They've lost all four of their games. So, you know, <laughs> depression is depression is a little real, but not too real. Uh, what else is new in Dallas? What else is new in Dallas? Um, uh, there was this wild storm today, and a crane fell into a building, and a billboard fell into somebody's car. So, <sighs> hate to see that. I hope all the people I heard there were injuries. I didn't hear of any. any I would imagine or, like uh, the, the entire section of a building got crushed by this crane. So it didn't look good. It did not look good, but. Uh, prayers up for all of them but i course, i don't really know course. much of what's going on about it so and it only rained for like an hour and it was just all done wow interesting yeah, yeah we had some pretty bad storms here this weekend as well i lost power like five or six times since thursday so that's been fun also if i remember correctly the storms are supposed to be coming back today over here at like eight so we'll get more and I'm afraid that since it got hot after the storms, that we'll get hail. Oh, well, good news. There's now no prediction of rain. It was, like, a lot, <laughs> and now it's, like, 10%. Summer in the south. Welcome to it. Summer in Texas, not just I summer mean, in the south. It's even more wild down here. It's because it starts over there, and then it comes over to where I'm at. So It's twist-a-nation <laughs> over here, though, so. Y'all can keep that over there. Yeah. It's not quite as bad, though, as it could be, so that's it. But right, we talked this, about weather enough. <laughs> we definitely have talked about weather enough. And I'm going to – I wish there was a prospect in this draft named Weathers. Oh, there's Weatherspoon. I'll take it. There we go. Quindary. And also – well, not this draft, but Nick. Yeah, uh, Nick, Nick messed himself up. I don't know. Hopefully he can recover next year. But uh, I think I spoke Weatherspoon into existence, so I'm happy about that. Weatherspoon. Yeah, there were some people on him that later. Anyway, on this episode <laughs> – of the third round picks, we are getting into uh, each round of the playoffs and each series that was important. Some of them were like either wild blowouts or like series where it was harder to take away information from. And for those, we kind of aren't going to be discussing. But we're looking at the playoffs to see how we should uh, impact our draft valuations based on what went down in these playoffs and also. Uh, which players could be positively or negatively affected by these take? We're going to go in order from first round to the finals. Uh, so uh, be get ready, get some popcorn, because uh, we're just going to kind of go through it. It shouldn't take too long though, so don't freak out. Don't like think you're you need to set away your afternoon or you know. But first round, uh, West or East, Bibbs. <laughs> Let's, let's start with uh, the West, I think. Actually, you know what? Most of our breakdowns actually the West. <laughs> yeah. So uh, start with a uh, personal unfavorite, uh, Houston, Utah. Uh, slow-footed bigs will and can and will get taken advantage of by quicker guards that uh, are uh, intelligent and or aggressive. Yes. Uh, I think most of that series was just putting Gobert in a pick and roll and letting whoever switched on to him do whatever they wanted to him. And also Capella 
on the other end. Mitchell was giving Capella issues, Just but the only difference is, <laughs> yeah, Mitch. The problem with Mitchell is that you remember I was saying aggressive or smart. Uh, <laughs> Harden is Harden is and he is aggressive and smart. Paul is yeah. and Paul is aggressive and smart. Uh, even Austin Rivers, whereas. Uh, Mitchell is not particularly smart because he's young and he's also he's still learning the ropes of this whole like sort of point guard thing. Yeah, so it's him being super aggressive without necessarily the knowledge and then Rubio having the knowledge and not the aggressiveness. Well, even if he had the aggressiveness, I'm not sure it would work. (laughs) The ability to put the biscuit in the The ability to be effective while being aggressive. Yeah. Also, so poor Ricky Rubio already being told by the Jazz they don't want him. I mean, you already know what I, I've been saying it forever. Uh, that's why I want to see Carson in, in Utah. Ricky will get a point guard spot somewhere, though. Maybe the Warriors. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if the Warriors are like, we're done with living. What are you doing? What, what's happening? I'm going to I'm going to tell guys to go to the Warriors if <laughs> if it's in their best interest so cuz it might be in Ricky's boo especially cuz hey I want to boo too hard the Warriors might fall apart so you might get what you want it's kind of yeah it'll be good for everybody except the Warriors anyway I'm in a, I'm in a spot where I just want KD to leave but I want the Warriors to still be good cuz I want Curry to finally be considered good again instead of like every instead of like half of the nation hating him so much it's exactly. like I don't think I don't think Curry deserves the amount of hate he gets so you see my vision here is I want KD to leave I still want the Warriors to be good I just don't need them to be unstoppable well I don't think Ricky Rubio makes them unstoppable so let's not boo Ricky Rubio I don't either, but I don't still don't want to, I don't want anybody I care about and or have liked at one point in time to join the Warriors. Oh, so you liked so you liked Ricky Rubio at one point in time. I did. I do enjoy a pull for Rubio. Like the people were hating on him. I had to, to stick up for him a little bit. Yeah, but anyway, uh in terms of negatives, uh players who are negatively affected by either being a slow footed big or I guess we can go because we already mentioned it being too aggressive uh, or in either unable to be aggressive or aggressive, but not smart or, 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 someone does, both. <laughs> or, or have them both or doesn't have both. So, so what do you got? Let's start with the slow footed bigs. Fernando, big yikes. Yeah. Uh, Patadze is on the, but is it, is it, it's Batadze. Uh, uh, he's on the edge. Because he's not extremely slow-footed. He is somewhat slow-footed. And the biggest concern with him is can he turn his hips quickly when he's closing out. And he's done it at times. But I'm still concerned because I don't think he can do it quickly enough. Not not for NBA like athleticism. But like, I've I seen him get away with it. At the EuroLeague level, yeah. I'll, right. I wonder, like... If he was playing against his own teammate, like Norris Cole, because Norris Cole is a pretty quick guard, uh, how he would handle that. But with that being said, he is so intelligent that he can still manage to make it work in the NBA at least half of the time, I think. Yeah. Uh, I think we'll get into that a little bit more later, potentially. And I think that you could apply that to a couple more people. If like if you're confident that Jonte can recover enough, you could apply that to Jonte for sure. We say Moses. Uh, Moses Brown. Yeah. 
I'm not sure about Moses right now, honestly. I I'm not sure what how to feel about him. I feel like he might end up coming back to school, honestly. He's already stayed in. Oh, he stayed in. Yeah. I didn't know if it was confirmed or not. Cause... No, no, he definitely did. I've been tracking a lot of stuff. Because Moses, one of the guys I don't see on my Twitter TL much. Like I see all the other guys, and then Moses, uh, he'll get brought up every once in a while. I wanted him to go back to school, but he did not. I think he's got a lot to work with, but Sorry, he's very, very are raw. Are you worried about his ability in space? Is that what you're saying? Yes, that's one of my bigger notes. He, yeah, uh, for sure. Very stiff, closing out on the perimeter. He likes to try to use his length to keep guys in front of him and doesn't really move his feet. Uh, so, like we said, a smart guy is going to take advantage of that. Do you think, because a lot of people think Moses is a moldable big man because like they think he has good tools do you see that in moses do you think that somehow his agility could be developed yes it's more about him being worried about getting crossed up than it is him not being necessarily able yeah uh based on his ability i've seen him make agile moves so you've seen him close out turn his hips and be able to like is it because he won't turn his hips He's, he's always he's hesitant. Okay. Yeah. Um, he'll, he'll like stick his hand up and like be prepared to run back to the rim. And isn't for, he? Is he a freshman or sophomore? I feel like he's he was, a sophomore. He was a freshman. Oh, he was a freshman. I don't know anymore because I keep forgetting track of like a lot of fringe guys that are freshmen or not <laughs> freshmen because like most of them aren't, but a few of them are. Gotcha. I think we'll leave. I think Moses is probably a guy to put a TBD date on, but because like. He's a guy. He's one of those guys I need to watch more because I didn't get to him. Gotcha. Because he's he's one of those on the edge guys. I was like, will he even will he even get drafted? It's possible he doesn't. But you know, uh, who else does this negatively affect? One last guy in terms of big men, and or if you have a positive, big man, yeah, I one more. A couple of those guys already pulled out. Um. I, I don't. I, there aren't many big men in this draft. You want to say Taco? <laughs> Taco's not at a high enough level to where. Uh, ooh, here's a question. Christ Kumaji. Kumaji, does he get drafted? I'm not sure. He might. Um, Gafford. How do you feel about Gafford? Gafford. Let me pull up my notes on him real quick. He's actually somewhat comfortable on the. Program. Yeah, that's, what, that's what I agree. So I think it might positively impact him. But, but he I does think, bite on fakes. Yeah, he's the instincts are not there. Right. So that could be concerning. Uh, now moving on to the guards that are either unable to be aggressive but are or are only aggressive but not smart or are both so, or is only smart. So I think only smart would probably apply to Ty Jerome. Yeah. Uh, I would say Kobe White is a both guy. He's a both guy, but he's still, I would say he's smart, but also still learning how to apply his intelligence, if you get what I mean. God, I mean, yeah, he's young. Yeah. He's definitely, he's obviously a, a frosh and all that, so, you know, it's fine. Um, I'm just trying to think, because this is all off top. Ooh, this is a good one. Carson. What? what how do you feel about Carson in that? Smart or... Uh, Aggressive, the the intelligence worries me, but I don't That's necessarily fair. think he's unintelligent. 
but I also don't think he's necessarily at that level where I can consider him intelligent if he's in that weird gray area. He's kind of close to where Donovan is, where they're both super aggressive but need to figure out when the, how to pick their spots and whatnot. Also, Carson might need to learn how to play more off the ball at the next level, even though he's supposed to be a point guard, because unless he yes. can really... With those screens that I've been, I saw some more examples because in the games that I saw of Carson, I didn't get to see him used as a screener. He is strong enough that he can yeah. set some back screens, which is somewhat intriguing. He's good at that, and he's good off the catch. So I think that that I don't see be the playing off the ball. I don't see being much of an issue. He just needs a, a competent guard with him, which is yeah. again why I want him in Utah. Yeah, so I think the biggest question would be for him, uh, does he have the intelligence level to become someone like a Fred Van Vliet? Mm. Because uh, I'm not sure about how strong Fred Van Vliet is, but a lot of he checks a lot of other boxes that he's Carson Edwards shares. Yeah, he's pretty solid, I will say. Because uh, also I don't know Fred Van Vliet's wingspan uh, off top. Mm. Uh, I can Google that, but like, how do you feel about Fred Van Fleet being like the ideal ceiling, even if, and also, is it obtainable for Carson Edwards in your eyes? I think he'd be better than Fred Van Fleet. I'm not sure about that. Fred Van Fleet's been amazing. It would be, it would take a lot. You got to define amazing. He's been an amazing role player off the bench. Carson Edwards is good. If he's if he reaches his ceiling, he will be an amazing role player off the bench. He's not going to be a starting point guard for any playoff team that makes it out of the first round in this league. Hey, you, they said that about Dame. Dame was Dame was a top six <laughs> pick. What are you talking? What I'm saying, like he couldn't get out of the he couldn't couldn't make a run as his, with his style. But I just think it just depends on what you put around. But Dame is I, I I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm sorry, putting him on. as a easily going to be a elite six man, and easily? potentially could be. Yeah, hold on, hold on, easily. So you think he's easily going to be Jamal Crawford? Easily, yeah. That's okay. pretty much the the comparison I'm I'm ready to go with. I don't see the hand. Jamal Crawford is one of the best hands. I'm not going to say he's going to be like there that long, like going to have that long of a span. But as far as a role, I think he's ready to come in now. And be get somebody ten points off the bench. I don't, even, I don't know if a team's going to trust him to score ten points Just off the bench. Where he goes. Br, let's just move the hell on. Uh, moving Port on. Portland OKC and Toronto Orlando. Uh, weren't we going to say guard play for this one? Yes, the importance of the importance of having handlers. That, that are intelligent bastards on the floor, not necessarily like being scorers, but just being able to handle the ball is so key. And right. like, even if, even if they're like, you know, small, they can still make a significant impact, even though they're going to get picked apart on defense because you really, it's really hard to move the ball if you can't dribble. And some teams are full of wings that can't dribble. Or in, uh, competently, uh, in terms of moving the ball, and they'll get like pickpocketed easily. And that's a big yikes for some of these prospects in this draft. I think. Uh, anything to add on that in particular about like wings slash guards that like can't particularly dribble the ball? I think the biggest one that this could apply to as a concern would be Ty Jerome. Hmm. 
because he really struggles. To, I mean, he can dribble, but he's really he's really struggles to get around the court against size. Gotcha. Whenever he's not, whenever he has the ball, if he's off the ball, he can run around fine. But it's running with the ball, like dribbling around the court with size guarding him. He really struggles because he's his uh, radius of like dribbling and spreading out is like really narrow because he's just naturally small with his arms. Uh, what do you think about that? I think that's a, a fair one. Uh, I feel like you're beating up on Ty Jerome, though, at this point. I'm not beating... Well, Ty Jerome is the first person I can think of. Like, it's nothing to do with Ty Jerome as much as it is. He's just... Well, also, I think... Remember this. I gave him credit for being smart. Yeah. Yeah, you did. You did. I fair did. Enough. And also, the sh- we'll get to him this later, but... Um, Players that you can consistently rely on as wings in terms of shooting, uh, even though Ty Drum's a little undersized, it, is, it still will work enough. Because, you know, how many teams are going to be like, okay, we're just going to completely smother Ty Jerome? It'll happen in a few series, but I'm not sure how many series they can do that off the ball. So he'll still get his plenty of share opportunities. Uh, who else do you think this would affect the guard play, either for good or bad? So, <clears throat> I think again, this the good. The good this helps like a Kobe White, Darius Garland, um, and Carson. As so, for example, in the Orlando series, the first game they won, they won because Toronto was very clearly trying to take Busevich out of the game. They were very effective at it, but in the first game. Uh, they they were double teaming Vucevic, which meant that Augustine would be coming clear off these picks, and he took advantage of it and pretty much carried that to, carried Orlando to the win, and then he was pretty much absent the rest of the series, and they lost every other game. Um, a guy like Kobe, a guy like Culver, a guy like Carson's not going to allow you to get away with that. What about Nikhil Alexander Walker? You think he's a, a a guy that would take advantage in those scenarios? I'm not sure. It's a kind of a. It's interesting to me, because okay. you've seen his creation abilities, but we've also seen him struggle against length. Right. I I'm not a fan personally. I'm well. I'm I'm a fan of the idea of him, but then I see the flaws and I get worried. You know, does right. that make any sense? Because like you know, I feel like. Just a random, very short tangent. Like, whenever everybody in the entire U.S. of A. fell in love with DeAndre Aiden, I feel like they fell in love with the idea of DeAndre Aiden instead of who he was. By the way, that was not my original idea, but I agree with who co- with who founded the idea in that people really fell in love with a big guy who's strong and can create in the post, has a right. mid-range might be able to shoot threes in the future, but is nowhere near there yet. And is also can like, is like, can run like a deer or whatever. And it's the same way with Nikhil where like, I like his abilities, like a six, four combo guard that can create against smaller players and has pretty solid vision. And, uh, is very, takes a lot of boxes. He checks a lot of yeah. He checks a lot of boxes, but the flaws are evident against any player bigger than him. And he there are still a plenty of players that are bigger than him. Whereas 
with a lot of combo guards, that reason they're effective is that they can they have double mismatch, where right. they can mismatch against those six foot guards, and then they can mismatch against those like seven footers and six foot eight uh, wings because they're just too quick or too creative. So, with that said, would you agree that? Nikhil's better served with the ball in his hands versus trying to be an off-ball guard. Like, he's better served playing running the point. Like I think uh, he, when I, what I've seen from him, I think he performs better when he's got the ball in his hand. I think his shot looks better off the bounce than off the catch. Um, I think he has a little bit of wiggle and can find guys when he's on the move. But, like, when he's just running around off the ball, he seems he's, like, easy to take out of the game. I think he's easy to take out of the game when matched up against size. So what period. you need to do, yes, period, okay. regardless of on the ball or off the ball, but more, even more off the ball than on the ball, because if you're off the ball, like how it's really, it's like you're going to have to be able to get a pass over to him, and he's not fantastically quick running off screen, uh, running off English, running off screens or anything. Right. So like, it's not like you have to worry about chasing him. Whereas Ty Jerome can really run off some screens and then get open. You're going to get really tired chasing after him like J.J. Redick. But I, I don't think he's at J.J. Redick's level necessarily because J.J. Redick's one of the best shooters off screens we've ever seen. But same idea. He literally wrote the book. <laughs> well, him, Reggie Miller, yeah. I was just, I was just pointing out he had a book. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he did? Oh, okay. Uh <laughs> So yeah, I would agree with you in that he needs to he needs to either run the point or if he's matched up off the ball, he needs to be against smaller players. Cause yeah. there will be there will be opportunities still where he can do that. Right. Uh anything else move. or next series? I think we should move forward. Next series, uh anything else in the West? Uh it's Den- Denver San Antonio. Denver San Antonio. I think we both concluded that the problem with that series is that they both like there was no particular flaw we could really come up with or yeah. positive to come up with from that series. So it just kind of felt like good both. series one. Yeah, they were. Bo- it was a good series, but I think what the one thing we did say was that uh, both teams. I mean, they were similar, but they had one of the things that was most important about why they were able to both push it to, to seven games and why the, even the seventh game was tight. Both had a lot of versatile wings. Oh, yeah. I forgot we were making this point on this series. Yes. Versatile wings that are mobile and are on top of that aren't just versatile, but vers- not just versatile in terms of skill game, but versatile in terms of size. Right. Because the biggest problem with wings, which we'll get to later on some other teams, is they're only like 6'6", six, six, and then it's easier to close out on them. Like, you have... A, you have you can get to them quicker and you can get in their window. Whereas if they're like six, eight, six, nine, they can just shoot over your closeout. If it's like uh Sean Livingston closing out on you or whatever. Uh, just as an example, would you agree with that? That, and then on defense, being able to bother bigger players um, or bother so, smaller players, right? Being able to be quick enough to bother smaller players, but then long enough to bother bigger players because everybody wants to switch and try to get advantages. The more six, seven, eight, or more six, eight, six, nine athletic guys you have, the more switching you're able to do. Yeah, and just for the record, for the people out there, just in case you 
were like thinking like these people didn't know any of this is like no it's not that we didn't know but like whenever you see in your eyes it helps you remember and it really brings it to the front of your mind so that's it's like a an an it's just like an exercise in um uh just thought processes and stuff and just explaining how our thought processes have been changed not necessarily that they weren't one way before but now they've been the priorities have shifted again right 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 um uh, so which just really briefly like pick three players that you think would be either the like a positive or particular positive particular negative in this i think one that we kind of brought up a while ago taylor horton tucker yeah, uh, yes. Talon Horn Tucker, his biggest problem is that he's basically an undersized wing that's really jacked and he kind of needs the ball to be effective right now. Yeah. What's he, 6'5? 6'4, 6'5. Can't really shoot. Let's just say he's PJ Tucker size. He's, he's, he's PJ Tucker size. Yeah. He, might be, he might even be stronger than PJ Tucker was. He's probably stronger than PJ Tucker at his age. Okay. I mean, PJ, I'm not sure if PJ was 235 at 19. Like, that's nuts. I think he didn't come to the league for a couple of years, but... Uh, no, I know, but, like, just, it helps him. It gives you more time to mold him physically, so... Right. If you're starting well, at that young age. Um, a guy that it would maybe help would be... Uh, would you say Cam Reddish? Does, does it help Cam Reddish? Does it help Cam Reddish if... After we've seen how terribly he shot, though, I mean, as far as teams thinking that they can, does it help us? Out. Okay, hold on. Let's explain it this way. It helps his stock, but does it help it? Uh, does it help our <laughs> view of him? In it doesn't our, help my. It doesn't help my view of him, but it's definitely going to yeah, help no. keep him in the top top of the draft. What about DeAndre Hunter? Definitely helps DeAndre Hunter, hundred percent. Yes. Um, I forget what Jared Cover. Oh, DeAndre, it's like seven two, seven three. Okay, so yeah, six, six, seven, but a ridiculous wingspan. Yeah, it's like OG Ananobi. Actually, I saw that as a physical comp for him, and I was like, I could hmm. see that as being more than a physical comp, like yeah. in many ways. Uh, but I think DeAndre is a bit more versatile uh, off the ball than OG is. But also, I haven't, I haven't like you know gone to my like you know, cave and watched nothing but OG Ananobi films, so. <laughs> um, huh. I think he's probably the main one. What about Eric Pascal, maybe? Oh, um, my God. I haven't thought about him in, like... Ever. <laughs> no, I thought about him. I, I mean, in forever. I mean. In forever. Good Lord. Like, I think the strength helps him, but the mobility is a question. A little okay. bit. Louis King? Louis King... He's another guy I need to catch up on. Okay, I think he's. About, I mean, he's, an issue. he's got the shooting and the, the shooting the and the and, but the intelligence might be a thing. But he's also young, so we'll pass. Very young. What about? I think the biggest thing it could aid would be a Chuma. Okay, you okay? Do you think he has the, the mobility? Just, yeah, the mobility. Yes. To play small. Yes. God. I do. I don't think he can guard like the point guard, but I think he can guard every other. Okay. I like Chuma. We'll see how it hopefully bounces back strong. Um, yeah. The last one I kind of had then was maybe Baisley. Oh, Lord. I don't even have good film on him. Like, you can't. <laughs> All right, I'll, 
I'll leave that one alone. I'll leave that one alone. I mean, I did you find? I'm. Uh, that was Neither. another French guy. Yeah, both of them are like college. I mean, Horde. I have I have another video. I have another game of his I need to watch, but just those those six, seven, six, eight athletic type 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 guys. Yeah, basically, like, did you find good film of him? Or were you watching high school? I had to watch the high school stuff. Ah, oh, that must have been horrible. Yeah. Oh man, the I big just to get an idea what he what he possessed. The biggest thing trying to judge anything you yeah. did against. The biggest thing for the, all these prospects in the future is we just have to pimp all their AAU films somehow. Just get it. We have to like <laughs> find somebody to buy it from or some shit. Cause good lord, like I can't watch Princeton High School, man. Like, what am I gonna take away from Princeton High School? <laughs> but uh, Golden let's, State, let's, LA, yeah, Golden State. Clippers, uh, we, we do. Oh, do we have something to cover in that series? Oh, not really. Shit. I think we just kind of said team defense, team uh, defense and intensity. Yeah, right. Being able to take you a long way. So, uh, I think that would boost Adam Makoka. Yeah, Makoka is a guy that probably fits that mold. You could probably bring Hunter back up, Hunter, but the intensity would be a question mark on defense, not not because of ability, but because like sometimes he feels passive. Okay. Come. You've seen that before. I've seen it. Definitely offensively, he can disappear. I'm not well, sure about And then defense, well, defensively, he's afraid of protecting the rim. That's one of my biggest things. I've seen him, like, avoid it. I've I'll seen him, like, that. not... What? I'll, I'll allow that. Yeah, that's my biggest thing. But it's okay, because, like, Culver, yeah, that would probably boost Culver. Uh, Brandon Clark definitely boosts him. Definitely Clark. Um, Grant? Yeah. Same story, I think. He's not passive, by no means. No. Uh, he's willing to get in there. Uh, that's uh, PJ Washington, maybe? Yeah, I'd say that. He's intelligent. Plays he's, not, he's not hesitant to press, He's not hesitant to protect the rim. He just isn't as good at it. He's more verticality than shot blocking. Um, Chuma. Yeah, definitely Chuma. He's one of those guys. I stand... Matisse uh, Thibault? Yes. Just, uh, just yes. Like, whenever, you know, I, there's this, the joke about how um, uh, uh, whenever the music videos for Travis Scott, now everyone under the comments puts, like, which uh, producer, which effects do you want? Travis, yes. <laughs> it's the same story with Matisse. Yes. Just big, big yes. Yeah, uh, I think that's fair. Um, that pretty much, is that all our defensive guys? Yeah, um, there's a couple others, but we don't want to like Claxton is up there, and yeah, I was, I was gonna skip over Claxton, but we don't, we don't, we can't do everyone. Moving on, next round. Next round. Uh, so second round, we had four games that we obviously we're looking at Bucks Celtics being the first one. Bucks Celtics. Uh, you can't have initiators who are unwilling to like create for their teammates because they're not really initiators and then they'll get exposed especially if they're small and that's what Kyrie was in this particular series and that's what Dame has been for the past several years until this year this year he changed it up and what happened they went to the conference finals also I'm not sure if Dame and Kyrie had the same mentality though whereas I feel like Dame feels like he had to do it whereas Kyrie's like I must like I want to right yeah that I can agree with that too yeah, but regardless, 
Um, which players do you think that hurts or helps? I think it could potentially hurt Carson Edwards. Potentially, yeah. I think no. I while I personally have feelings about it, it I can say it hurt, it hurts Carson's uh, stock. It could uh, hurt Carson's stock. Yeah, I agree. If but, teams I mean, look at him as an undersized guy who yeah. needs to be uh, uh, an issue, uh, uh, the guy who's taking 30 shots a game, then they're probably not going to invest in him as much. Yeah, the only thing would be, would they look at his junior year? That's what I had. Sophomore year. Well, well, sorry, I keep thinking he's a senior because he's been because he was, didn't he have a red shirt or something? I swear, I feel like he's been in college for four years. Nope, I'm pretty sure he's just a regular junior. But that's uh, that's a brain failure, anyway. That's fine, uh, but no, that's what I base my opinions on him as. But we know uh, historically, everybody doesn't do their research like that. Yeah, I think I base my opinion about him and a mix of both but even in his junior even when he was used less he was still when he had opportunities he was mostly highly aggressive he just didn't have as many so yes because obviously he was playing with more higher caliber players right but um uh any other players some more i would say i would say maybe it helps jabberant oh helps uh hmm yes i agree However, he is a little. He's also in that weird, like somewhat is not. He has the vision, but I'm also concerned that he's too. He doesn't know how to play under control. But he's very young, so I'll 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 give up on that mind a, a little bit. Okay. Okay. Um. What were we talking about? Oh, team uh, basketball, sharing the ball. Well, uh, yeah, and guards who are actually initiators instead of guys who just want to score, 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 score. Because if you're just a small guard that wants to score and won't look to initiate, you can't. It's really hard to be a high level starting point guard in this league. I would say Kobe, it might help. Um, because I, I, one of the yes. things I was most impressed with watching him was that he, I felt like he picked his spots well. Like when he wanted to go off, he could, but he, for the most part, was looking to set up his teammates. I think he was looking to attack whatever was in front of him. When he was for either, for either himself or for his teammates, whatever would lead to a a, a basket. Right. right. He, uh, and I think it. Would you, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say he has some pretty good instincts with that, and but at the same time, he still just needs more experience at it. But he's young, so of course. Right. Um, what about Lequeux? I think uh, I would say hurts. I after based on what I've heard and you know everyone else says I would have to agree, but I can't like comment on my own end because again, what film to use? I watched some. I watched like uh, I found close high school games. <laughs> oh yeah, there are close high school games, but it's still like how many dudes are like even athletic in these games? I mean, I I, I was surprised actually by one of the ones I found was actually pretty uh, had some pretty good athleticism and size. Like he wasn't that. able to just get inside on it whenever he wanted to or anything like that. Give me those ones. Give me the ones where he's having to go up against athletes because... They, they, I think it was like a national high school thing. Like, it wasn't like a local thing. It was, I think it was versus, like, Mount Zion or something like that. Also, I didn't know Brewster was on that level. But, you know. Anyway. Well, they did lose uh, the game, so... <laughs> yeah. Did they lose by a lot or a little? No, they barely lost. It was uh, it was close. But it wasn't because of LeCue. Okay, sorry. One last guy, uh, Shamori Pons. Help or hurt? Yes. 
That was the either or question. Oh, oh, I thought, oh, I thought you were saying that's the question. No, I said help or hurt. Uh, I say hurt. Okay. But tentatively. Okay. Because I think my biggest thing with him was I didn't really see him create for other teammates unless he was forced to. I didn't feel like he was looking to, if that makes like sense. Like not a setup guy necessarily. Yeah. Okay. okay. I can see that. Um, when Justin Simon was doing things, it was mostly with the ball in his hands. Like it wasn't like Shamori was setting him up or anything like that. Or RJ or, Figueroa. Uh, Mustafa. Yeah, Mustafa around, yeah. So. But not Tariq Owens because he was on Texas Tech. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. But uh, move to the next one. Yes. Uh, the other Western Conference uh, second round would be Blazers Nuggets. Well, we have, the first last one we did was East, but you know. Oh wait, no, we did Warriors. We did Bucks Celtics just now. Oh, we did Bucks Celtics. Damn it. Um, <laughs> never mind. We're going, we're going back to the East. We're going to finish this. Uh, Raptors seventy six. Raptors seventy sixers. Uh, wasn't this about how players being misused in systems? Yes. Uh, yes. So players like Ben Simmons, like the 76ers fail to use him in any significant capacity off the ball, and it makes him useless when he's not has the ball, when he doesn't have the ball in his hands, even though he's capable. Right. And so as a GM, you need to look at your coach and understand his limitations or her Hopefully soon, one day, please. A uh, her, Becky, her, Becky Lieberman, Busek, even Buchek, Busek. I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, uh, Cheryl Reeve. I would love to see Cheryl Reeve. Why not? But she's also probably never leaving the links because she's loyal. Uh, but regardless, those. Uh, you need to understand the is even the best coaches have limitations. Like some of them can't handle certain personalities, and like that can affect how they play in your system. Because if like they're too, if they're too confident of a player, and you need a, a system where they're selfless, Greg Popovich is probably tearing you apart. Unless you're Patty Mills, who's somehow earned his trust. I forgot how he did, but he's done competently enough. So, uh, but regardless. Ben Simmons not being used as any form of screener off the ball really hurt the Sixers. Uh, yeah. and, or later on, we'll get to Giannis, uh, him as well. Also, he's never he was never used as the as a roller in a pick and roll, and I feel like he could be deadly in the short roll. Yeah. So, players that that affects. Uh, off the top, I want to say Zion. I'm not sure there's any system where Zion can be used wrong. There's only a question of how well. Right, like you have to adapt your system to him, is my thing. Period. Well, I mean, it, can you do you need to adapt your system to him if you run him as the center? That's adapting your system to to him. That's, that's not, not adapting normal. your center. That's that's not adapting your system. It's adapting your lineup because he's normal. still he can, okay. He can't. He's not normal in this NBA. But if he can functionally play against probably like sixty five percent of this league's centers, functionally. Okay. All right, but. Here's a player it actually affects in terms of it could potentially not work out for him. Grant Williams. Definitely Grant is 100% on that list. I'm willing to put P.J. Washington as well. Yes, I would agree. Um, definitely Thibault. Yeah, I can see him completely disappearing on the wrong team. Um, hmm. Claxton? 
Claxton, the only way Claxton doesn't work out in my eyes is if he ends up on a team where either he, like, because honestly, uh, offensively, he's effective with the ball in his hands, he can pick and roll, and he's going to be used as a center. So the only way I could see it not working out is if the, if you don't put him on the floor with playmakers, but then in that case, your team, your team isn't good, so. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um, Brandon Clark? Brandon Clark, um, I think the biggest thing thing for him is that someone's gonna think they can get be cute and play him as a small ball five. Yeah, and or, while he can protect the rim, you don't want him playing small ball five because you want him to roam. Right. We we learned that lesson the hard way with Maxi. Yes, although to be fair, Maxi off the bench as a five is fine. You just can't you just can't put him against him at the five. You can't put him against starting NBA players as a five. Although in the Porzingis situation, you probably could, because he would be the <laughs> he would be the five, and Porzingis would be the four, and he'd be slowing people down enough for Porzingis to come over and cause more problems. So. Also, he can uh, cover the leaks if you get what I mean with Porzingis on the floor. Yeah, they would cover each other's leaks. <laughs> More Porzingis' leaks than Kleber's leaks. Kleber's leaks, so. Kleber's are over the top, and Porzingis' would be elsewhere. So yeah. Anyway, uh, I think that's enough players to mention in this situation. Do you have like any one more? Or do you want to move on? Um, I think that pretty much covers it. Honestly, um, those are the the key guys. Oh, Keek? Yeah, no, I won't say Okiki. Okay, okay. I'm pretty safe. Okay, okay, as well. Um, maybe um, I'll just throw one out there. Uh. Jonte? Yeah, it... yeah. That's yeah. a good one. I hadn't gotten that deep through my list here. <laughs> but yeah, Jonte's another one that I could see going poorly for. I think if he ends up on the Spurs, it's impossible he gets used wrong, though. I think he will use the to the absolute best of his ability, no matter what, if he's on the Spurs. Because <laughs> Pop would love him. Uh, anyway, moving on to the Western Conference now. Warriors-Rockets. Undersized wings who are not really capable of dribbling except for Austin Rivers and also poor decision makers and and aren't are inconsistent shooters because they can be closed on more out on more effectively are big no nos and the Rockets are full of them. Yeah. Um that was that was on very clearly exposed in that series and uh yeah, I mean, I don't even have much else to add, honestly. Um, which players in this draft uh, would be negatively? Because this is obviously just a big negative. So, which negatives? Which we players kinda, are negatively affected? We kind of already touched on Alexander Walker. As yeah, well. Alexander Walker sort of might end up playing like a wing, even though he shouldn't be. Um, Jerome, because he's going to be used like a wing most of the time, I'd imagine, even though he's undersized. If yeah, if you're putting him on the wing, I would I would put him in that mold. Um, oh, okay. Hold on. Here's the one that we haven't mentioned in a really long time in this podcast. Dort. Oh yeah, Lugans definitely fits that mold. Um, what about Did you say hero? Tyler Hero? 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 Whatever you want. Hero is on the edge because he's. He's a little undersized compared to like the wings that we truly want, I mean, but he's, he's six six, but his wingspan is atrocious. Yeah, but he's 
and from what I remember, he's pretty capable of shooting his contests too. So I'm not as worried about him because I've seen him prove that he can shoot against closeouts, even against some length. So, but it is still a question. I would say, uh, is that I think that's probably the main guys. Maybe if Kobe White is used wrong and is asked to play off the ball too much. Okay, M- would but, you say Makoka maybe? Makoka. I don't know what his wingspan is, but he's six five. Even if it is. I'm surprised because it feels like he's shorter than that. But then again, the camera was really far away at the KK Mega <laughs> Baymax. It makes it feel like they're playing in a small gym when in reality all the stands are behind the camera. Right, right. Because it looks like they're playing in a high school gym. Exactly. Uh, Horton Tucker? Horton Tucker, yes. Big yes. Although, to be fair, I feel like they're going to use Horton Tucker like P.J. Tucker. At the next level, that's except good, that's the expectation. Mm-hmm. That's well. That, if they want, if that's if for like a playoff team, yes. Would but you say the Schofield? Schofield. Schofield's not as undersized as some of these other guys, but the shooting is a significant concern, and the versatility could be a concern. So I'll put it like that. So I think okay. for him, it's kind of a middle situation. Uh, one more or no more? That's all I got. All right, cool. Mie, Mie Oni would have been the only other one, but I think he's okay. Yeah. Is, is he confirmed, Stanion? I wasn't sure. Yes, I believe so. Because I see his name around. but um, I have the list up. I can double check. Oh, wait, that's right. The college deadline's already passed. I keep thinking it's international where they can withdraw like two days. but International, yes, but he's not international. So. He's not international. Yeah, he's definitely in. Yeah, he's in. Because uh, I see him on Tankathon, but I'm like, wait, did he? Anyway, yeah, uh, real real GM has a list of who withdrew and who stayed in, so I just keep that up. All right, uh, moving on to the other Western Conference series, which would be Blazers Nuggets. Blazers Nuggets, um, another amazing series. Yes, um, didn't we go with the Zach Collins in this one? Bullpen Bigs. Bullpen Bigs. Zach Collins is the utter definition of a bullpen big, if I've ever seen one. Yes, like you can't necessarily start him 100% of the time or play him all the time necessarily, but you need a guy like him on your roster. You need that versatility at that five. And you know who that benefits the most? Who does that benefit the most? Nick freaking Claxton. Yeah. I would, and, I would agree that helps Nick and, Claxton. And that's why I'm feeling him on the Mavs. But, you know, that's an essay for another day. <laughs> uh, do you think it benefits Goga? I wouldn't say it benefits Goga because I'm looking at him more as a full time. You have to like if he's on your roster, he's not a guy you're gonna bring off the bench from time to time. I mean, uh, Marcus Saul could even. I mean, he hasn't been brought off the bench most of the time in these playoffs, but he could have been. He's old now, so. <laughs> I mean, if Goga reaches what the level of what old Marcus Saul is, that would be a steal. What I'll say is it helps him in the sense that you can still draft a guy like him and just protect him with a more defendy type guy. Also, I've never thought about this before, but is Marcus Gasol an actually somewhat accurate comparison for Goga? Um, that was the comparison I actually used for Jokic coming out. Jokic um, as Marcus Gasol? Like as far as like his intelligence and a move, a move uh, his intelligence and his offensive skill 
I'm I'm surprised you wouldn't have used like Pal because Pal is more pass first, more passing. Pal might be a better. I I gotta go back to it, but I don't remember actually what I said. Now that you got me questioning. But then I don't <laughs> think Pal, obviously Pal was more four than five, but still. Uh, anybody else? Hold on. Anybody else has a bullpen big? Maybe um, Jackson Hayes. If he's a bullpen p- big where he's getting picked, that's probably not ideal. I mean, I don't. Eh, I mean, I guess you're looking at him as a, a, a rim roller. Um, maybe Bruno then. Bruno could be like he would be like the bruising bullpen big, a la like uh, Derek Favors when he gets a little older. Or Montrez. Montrez. Yeah, but the difference with Montrez is he's really undersized. But he's got, like, the biggest, best motor I've ever seen. Except for Patrick Beverly, but, you know, unique case. Um, Clippers as a whole, really. (laughs) Uh, Anybody else, or should we just move on? That's pretty much all. I I mean, Taco Fall, maybe. Taco? I I think it helps him. He could be, I think Taco would be, like, if you want to play a zone and just mess around playing like a zone. Taco could be like the guy to be the most effective in that zone. Him and Thibault together. Just be fun. throw him in there in the middle and cause problems. Oh, I could yeah. actually compared Nurkic to Pet Mark. <laughs> to, hold on, you paired Nurkic to who? Mark Gasol. Oh, that's not, that's not bad. I don't think Nurkic projects. I don't think Nurkic projects as well as a shooter. But I don't think Mark was a shooter at first either. I think he had the free throws, though. But I could be wrong. Also, Marcus All is pretty soft touch, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I know Nurkic has some good post creation, but I'm not sure about his touch in comparison to Gasol's. He's gotten a lot better, I would say. Yeah, I know it's good. I just don't know if it's at Gasol's level, but that's for another day. He's anyway, still young too. he's like, what, 23, 24? I feel like he's 25, 26. Because he just signed that, he just signed a new contract. He did sign his new contract. He got drafted the same year as Nurkic, right? Um, I think yeah. he got drafted the year before. I think yeah, he got drafted before, but I don't know. But I do know is he turns twenty-five in August. Okay, so he is twenty-four. Well, he's twenty-five by every stretch of the NBA book because he will turn twenty-five before the next season. So, <laughs> whatever, man. I'm, I was not wrong. It's you not were. Weird. We were both right. Anyway, right. Conference finals. Skip the West because wash right yeah like, we just said whatever warriors did what they did um but Eastern then conference i think you Raptors. go back to the ben simmons point yeah but with Giannis, and also a larger point because Giannis is significantly more athletic you need as a team to if you're going to draft athletes to understand that you will have to use them off the ball because you can't rely on them on the ball all the time Right. If if they're athletes without like floor spacing ability, for even the, this even extends to Russell Westbrook. Like imagine if Russell Westbrook was like asked to run around and get some mismatches and then post up, because he could probably do it. Like, what do you think? Yeah, yeah. Um, or him, even him setting screens just straight up, like back screen. Did they, did they play him in? Um... What's his face? Oh my gosh. I got his face in my head, but I can't think. The other point guard. For who? For the Thunder. Uh, Schroeder? Yes. Did they play them together much? 
I hope not. But I'm saying like using Westbrook off the ball, like you were saying. Oh yeah, I want Westbrook off the ball. I just don't think Schroeder is the ideal off the ball point guard. I'd rather just put the ball in the hands of Paul George or whatever. Okay. But maybe. But I, I, from what I remember, those lineups didn't work very well because the defense would be an issue. True. Um, but regardless, and then for Giannis's case, they use him like he's a point guard or like a small forward, even though because of the inability to space the floor, he'd be significantly more effective if he was able to be the roller in a pick and roll, just like the Ben Simmons situation. You need to understand how to use uber-athletic players that don't have much versatility outside of maybe a handle off the ball. You got to do it. You got to draft players with that in mind because otherwise you will be somewhat disappointed with how effective they are come playoff time where defenses can key on you. A smart a smart coach is going to find a way to neutralize that. And what happened to both Ben Simmons and Giannis. Not surprisingly against the same team. Yeah, I think Nick Nurse got a little bit too much hate. But I think Nick Nurse was being really hated on unnecessarily. But I also think Budenholzer was using Giannis in those roles, but then he would suddenly stop it because he was like, I need someone to go get us a bucket whenever the previous uh, situation was already working. And he changed it because it was like crunch time or whatever. It's like, no, if um, what's the what's the phrase? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Uh, so now, which players do you think this hurts? Uh, uh, LeCue? Baisley? As far as being used incorrectly? Well, as being athletic guys that might get used incorrectly because they have like a reputation of being creators or something. Um, hmm. I think, I mean, we, we covered it pretty much, but... Uh... Uh, Horton Tucker, definitely Horton Tucker. If he ends up in a place that asks him to handle the ball too much, it'll be nightmarish. Uh, Dumboya, could that be a place? Because I know he's not necessarily explosively athletic, but um, linearly, like he's very mobile. Yeah, he he's actually got some pretty good athleticism. I know, but he's not as athletic as like a like a Lequeux or. A, Would or you like, say Culver? Is Culver considered any? He's athletic, but I don't uh, think any teams right. are going. To, yeah, I don't think any teams are thinking of him as an athlete first. Whereas teams could think of Dumboya as an athlete first. Nazir, little. Yes. We should have brought him up on a couple of these by now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I yes. Name out there. Yes. Thank you for keeping me correct uh, for that one. Uh, anybody else, or should we move on to the NBA Finals? I think that's about it, honestly. Yeah. All right. Well, the 2019 NBA Finals biggest lesson is uh, you desperately need wing depth, like on your team. Period. No exceptions. And the Warriors can't win because of it, because they have. Whenever they didn't have Clay, they pretty much had McKinney and Iggy. Yeah. And now they have Clay, McKinney, and Iggy, and that's it. And Iggy is more of a four almost now, and McKinney isn't really good. 
that, that was tough. Um, I just had to let that marinate on the podcast for a second. Because, <laughs> I mean, no, Iggy but, uh, really is used like a four now, offensively. And then defensively, he just guards like second, first or second best player. I think the Raptors pretty much have a team that puts together almost everything that we've discussed. Um, yes. Bullpen bigs between being able to switch between Gasol and Ibaka. The wing talent with, you know, obviously Kawhi, uh, Danny Green. Um, who else do they have? They have the athlete that's used properly off the ball who's a big and a wing kind of at the same time in Siakam. Yeah. And uh, the guard play slash guard depth. Highly intelligent guards. Both Lowry and Van Vliet. Both of them. We're going to take advantage of whatever you put in front of them. And then Danny Green is like one of the best six foot six wings that are like, you know, off the ball secondary players in this league right now. Yeah. Uh, so they, they have the complete package, the Raptors. The only thing, the only package they don't have is they don't have a guard who's aggressive, but they have, they have Kawhi. So like who handles the ball a lot in, in that role. But Lowry, there are times where Lowry can really be exposed, but it doesn't matter because they have so many, they have everything else. Exactly. And it's almost like Masai Ujiri knows what the hell he's doing. Oh, we we done knew he knew what he was doing. Ever If you trade for Kawhi and get Danny Green as a throw-in, you got, like, the best charisma on, of all time. Yeah. Like, that's such a steal. I don't even care about, like, DeMar DeRozan, psh. Honestly, like, how is Danny Green a throw-in to a trade? I don't know what Spurs were thinking. They just, well, you know, I, I, people have been giving the Spurs a hard time about the trade, but I don't know if people forget the situation. They were kind of in a bad spot. The fact that they were able to get a All-Star out of it is no, it's that's not, that's that's not the issue. I just feel like they didn't have to give away Danny Green. No, I just had to make that statement for yeah. the people out there. I don't feel like it. The heist wasn't giving away Kawhi. The heist was giving away Danny Green. That shocked me, though. That Honestly, that was stunning that they threw Danny Green in. I don't like, know if maybe they, they thought he was on his way out or what. Like, why didn't they give up, like, Patty Mills? <laughs> maybe they didn't trust their guard depth. I don't know. They have guards. They have Derek White. They have DeJounte Murray. They have Bryn Forbes. They could easily draft another point guard. God knows. You know, they have one of the best scouting departments I've ever seen to draft he's, little guards. He's the last holdover from the old old guard besides bringing uh, Bellinelli back. So, with that being said, uh, I feel like there's no new prospects to name, so instead let's do this. Which teams that are rebuilding... Uh, have a are, piece that, that they can get to fill in. Have are the closest to checking all those boxes. Is it the Atlanta Hawks? I mean, they're early. They're well, yeah, but just based on what we know. So they got versatile versatility with the bigs. Um, they got versatility with the bigs, but they could use a shot blocker for the long term. Okay. They, yeah. They don't. Like, they don't have one. They do not. I, I would say they. Well, yeah. I mean, Len's not really a shot blocker. Len's not a shot blocker. Len's gonna be a bruiser. A bruiser. John Collins. So. Definitely not Collins. Collins isn't even really a good defender. Even like he's almost bad somehow. 
So what they're looking at is that that wing that wing depth and that versatility, that the athletic four types, three four types. Uh my there's an Atlanta fan I know who really wants them to take Goga, and I, I actually agree. I want them to get really? Goga. For yeah, he's a smart big man who they can protect the rim. Can and, protect the rim. Yes. In the NBA, can't, in the Association yes. of National Basketballs. He's there. He's 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 a vertical he's a verticality rim protector. He's and he's, he's, hurt. I mean, no, he's he can add on. If you're talking about getting hurt in terms of like physical, he can no, add I just on. mean embarrassment. Well, yeah, I don't think he's an elite shot blocker, but I think he can be competent. Okay, who would you compare his rim protecting abilities to? Marcus Saul. I was gonna say uh, Nurkic. <laughs> But he's not as big as Nurkic. You compared Nurkic to Marcus Saul. Exactly. That's why I said that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> well how well hold on. Isn't how tall is Gasol? I thought he was like seven foot. Mark? Yeah, isn't he seven he foot? A good seven foot? Well, Batadze is six eleven and a half, so Nurkic what are we arguing? Seven foot. I mean like seven foot. width. I'm talking about width. Well, yeah, but he's young. Of course, he's not going to be like the biggest, but he's still like probably two forty plus. So that's a pretty good starting point for under twenty years old. Nurk and Gasol is two seventy plus. So well, look at their look at their combine weight. Look at their combine weight for Nurkic. Nurkic combine measurements. Uh, I feel like he was fatter. Yeah, he was two eighty. Yeah, but was it that muscle? No, it was fat. Yeah. And Gasol was also fat. So you're just you have a different starting point. <laughs> also, Botaze's still not deathly skinny. He's still like two forty. Yeah, he's he's got some some mass to him. It's just not as thick with two C's as those two guys. Yeah, and I think he can still add on some weight, so will he get to let's wait. He's not gonna be as physical, but he's smarter than a Nurkic and I think he he still has enough length to get something like a Gasol type rim protector. So, so my point seat. about the the girth is that neither one of those guys is gonna like meet you above the rim for a block, but they can absorb your energy as you're coming into them, and then they are they'll slow down your momentum enough to block your shot. Whereas Goga will be there, he'll have the timing, but he's not he doesn't have the mass to slow you down, so you can. Go he doesn't through. have it now. He can get closer and i think he's so smart he's one of the smartest big men that we've seen for like a not high usage player he's so smart i think he can figure things out more than other players would be that would have his physical uh tools okay yeah he looks like he should be able to fill out some so we'll just have to hope that they uh they feed him good down in atlanta if they go not just feed him good but have him on a good program but uh, I think he actually would be a better pick there than Hayes. Oh no, I don't want Hayes in Atlanta anymore as much. Like, I want they need versatility, like and uh, none of the bigs they have, I guess, is that real shooting pick and pop. Threat. I still think Cleveland would love to have Hayes. Yeah, that's where I mean Hayes or Hunter would work, be fine in Cleveland. Yes, but I also think Hayes doesn't deserve to get picked. Over, I'm really confident in Goga right now. I don't know if Hayes deserves to go over Goga. I don't think he does, no, and yet he probably will. He probably will. 
but does he deserve to? No. So like, if I'm Cleveland, I would I would trade down to like the late teens or the mid teens and whatever, and and or somewhere where where you think Hayes is still going to be around and pick him there instead of picking him at five straight going, up. Going back to your original question, um, yeah, which teams? Atlanta, that's up there. Cleveland, Chicago. not Chicago. Um, just Chicago doesn't have the guards for sure. They don't have the guards. That's that's what they're missing. So that's why I would expect them to try to fulfill. Also, do they? They don't really have the road, the bullpen either. They just have Carter. And they have Carter and I guess Laurie. They got but, rid of Portis. Yeah, they got rid of Portis, and then their what's their backup big man right now? Rolo, but he's a free agent. So and uh, who's the big dude? I can't think of his name. Big Caboclo. 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 Uh, Cab- Cab- not, not Caboclo. I think you got the right guy in your head, but the wrong name. Um. What is he like international? Or is he American? Yeah, he's a Brazilian. I'm pretty sure. That's Caboclo. That's the only Caboclo's Brazilian. on the Grizzlies. No, damn it, no. I know. Hold I was on. gonna say you got the right guy. He's Cristiano Felicio. Yes, he's getting paid like eight million or whatever, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, damn it. It's I know it's a Brazilian, but it's it's not yeah, actually. Like, a, like I said, I knew you were thinking of the right guy. You just had the wrong name in your head. I kept saying Bruno <laughs> Caboclo because they both ended in O. And Bruno is on my mind because I think Bruno Fernando. Right. But even so, though Bruno's from Angola, but anyway. I, I, uh, they, they might be kind of short on the wing situation a little. No, they got Hutchinson, Otto Porter, Denzel. Is Hutchinson a, in, in any capacity a really good defensive wing, though? He, I mean, Antonio Blakeney, you want to go there? Is he more of a, I think he's more of a guard, honestly. Blakeney? Yeah, I guess he is. I just look at him as being long, I guess. I, I think six four combo he's guard. Skinny. Yeah, he's combo skinny. guard. Uh, what about uh, is Raleigh Hawkins on that team? Two way, so not no guarantees he stays not there. One hundred percent. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. So yeah, I mean they're they're missing a couple things. Um, so. I think in the short term Minnesota, but not in the long term because a lot of their pieces are old. They, I feel like they got to make them. They might need to make another move. What type of move are you thinking about getting off Andrew Wiggins? Yes. What? That, wait, hold on. Do you think they should? Do, hold on. Here's an idea. Should the the Timberwolves do something along the lines of getting off Wiggins to land Blake Griffin? If they can do it, why not? Uh, uh, I think the biggest thing would be that contract and his and Blake Griffin's age. Depends on what their timeline is, I guess. This would be the the quick answer there. If they're trying to try to make get back in the playoffs as soon as possible, then yeah. If they're trying to I, build yeah. something slow with around towns, then no, don't do that. Well, I want them to get into the playoffs <laughs> so they can develop their players. But at the same time, Blake Griffin's contract is humongous. So is Wiggins. <laughs> it's not the same humongous. Like not it's quite. almost double. It's almost double. Wait, what? Blake Griffin's gonna get paid like forty million plus. Wiggins is in like what mid twenties, low twenties. Let's find out. Uh, twenty-five. And Blake Griffin next year gets paid like what forty-two. So not double because I thought it was a little less than twenty-five, but still. Okay, it's a little bit worse. You're right. Yeah, what's it at? Like what forty-two? 
Blake Griffin. Thirty. Well, actually, it's five year, one seventy one. So annual average is thirty four. Well, yeah, annual average, but you're heading deeper into the contract where he's going to get paid more because he's uh, backloaded. Right. Started at 31, so. And now he's at what uh, next year? Eight, 1920 is next year. So next year yeah. actually is the third year, and it's 34. Oh, so it's right on bang on middle. It will end up being at 40, though. But so it's 34 still. for next year, 36 the following year, and then it would be 38 for the final year, but is that a – He'll be an unrestricted free agent otherwise. What is the green? Hold on. I'm looking at <laughs> if it's right. green, if it's green, it's a player option. Is it player option? He'll definitely that would mean that. it. That means he got the super max. Okay. Or yeah, the yeah, max. Yeah. I think I think it was just the regular max because if it was super so max, he probably at, got it. So we're looking at 34, 36, 38, and he has a trade kicker actually. Yikes. Oh, trade kicker one. It was already activated. That's why it's. Yeah. That's why it's fatter, yeah, but still. Anyway, that would be an interesting move for them. Yeah. Or they could just draft Brandon Clark, because we all know that would be a good fit. I mean, I've heard people say such. I I, I agree with those people. No, I'm not mad at it. Uh, (laughs) It isn't what it used to be. Yeah. Um, So with that being said... Um, who in the who in the long term outside of Atlanta? Who do you think is closest to checking all those boxes that has a pick in this draft? Just a pick, period. Like uh, first round, we'll say, because otherwise we could we don't want to say Dallas because they got like the stars, but then they're and they got like the guard play. But I almost want to say Orlando, but not really. They don't have the guard play. They don't have the big rotation. Yeah, the guards or the wings. Or the big rotation. What or do the they big got? Rotation. Well, because Bo- I mean, Mo Bamba got hurt. Bamba. Bamba. Anyway, yeah, Bamba and who? Because Vucevic might not stay. They said even if he does. Birch. Okay, Birch and Bamba and who? All right, they don't have the depth. Yeah, they don't, they don't have. they missing three things. Neither, yeah, neither of those big men are particularly mobile or strong right now. Gotcha. Yeah, if they lose Vucevic, that's going to really set them back. Or skilled. Neither of them are that skilled either. What's Brooklyn got that we're looking at? Brooklyn's got the guard play, but I'm not sure about the IQ of the starting guard. More confident in Dinwiddie, and he's still like 26, so I'll take that. And uh, they may be losing some guard play as well, potentially? They may be exchanging some guard play, potentially. With one that you dissed earlier, so <laughs> take that yes. as well. Take the, well, it's still at a higher level. It's it's better than having D'Angelo Russell. So, what about Boston? Boston, if they lose Kyrie, they would become a future team. But I feel like they might be going for Anthony Davis at the same time. So I'm like, yeah, true, true. San Antonio, San Antonio, they uh, the big rotation is definitely not there. Um. I mean, it's what Aldridge, Pirtle, and it's Aldridge and Pirtle. Yeah, that's it. So definitely not <laughs> that. They have the guard play, but their guards—it's the, the there is some question marks surrounding them. They have some somewhere. weird situations there with the guards. But Derek White's going to be good. The biggest thing is how good of an initiator is Dejounte Murray. True. Uh, what about the wing situation there? Um... 
Um, they have. Do you consider Bryn Forbes to be a wing or a guard? I'd probably say guard. So Rudy Gay is not getting any younger. Yeah, Rudy Gay is not getting any younger. Um, they have Lonnie Walker. Do you That's consider him a wing? Uh, Lonnie, he's a guard. Yeah, but he's athletic enough to where he might be able to play he's wing. He's not guarding threes. Yeah, is how's his wingspan? I thought it was like six ten plus. It's six ten. It might out. be. I thought it was long. That's all I remember. Could be wrong. Please. Yeah, six ten. So yeah, he has the potential to guard like the six six type wings. He's not going to guard the six. Sorry, what about Dejounte? His wingspan is also six ten. Dejounte. Yeah, Dejounte, but he plays like a guard. Yeah, I mean, he was. Did he get second team all defense, or he got some votes last year? I wouldn't be surprised. He got some votes, I believe. He might have gotten it, and I think people were mad because they, Drew, Drew should have gotten it. Well, Drew should have gotten it, but Dejounte wasn't undeserving, if you get what I mean. Um, hold yeah. on, one more team for the future. Um, Pacers. Indiana. Yeah, Pacers. <laughs> that synchronicity right there. That's beautiful. Yes. Big man, they got what? Uh, Turner, Turner, um, Sabonis. Um, uh, if they re-sign him, Thad Young, but he's old. Yeah, um, he's probably gone. Well, he's not gone. They Thad Young probably you think he would stay? Back. He's right. been with them for so long, and he's worked really well for them. Okay. Now, the question is, how much money does he want? Because he was on a big contract. He's unrestricted, right? Yeah, but how much money does he want? Because he might feel like a big head after how much he was getting paid. Right. I'm saying, uh, like, if somebody could come to him with a bag that's bigger than uh, Indy's going to want to pay. Hopefully, as much as I would like him in Dallas, hopefully Dallas is not throwing him a big bag because I'm not comfortable with it. I'm yeah. not comfortable with it either. Um, but regardless, give that they, bag to Maxie and call it a day. You don't even need to give Maxie that bag, though. They sleep on him. But anyway, um, they got the guards, right? They got they've got the guards. They got Collison, Joseph, uh, Oladipo. Oladipo. Uh, they got Holiday. and they resigned Aaron Holiday. Yeah, sure. Uh, Edmund Sumner. <laughs> yeah, he has good. He has some potential. Um, then they got if they resign Boyan, they got Boyan. Doug. Uh, Dougie, yeah. it's a good <laughs> good offense. I'll say that. Good offense. <laughs> That's probably what they're missing is the wings. What other wing? I feel like they have to have at least one other. They random had Wes, wing. but he's gonna go. He might come I mean, back. He's gonna be a free agent. Davon Reed is a four, right? Davon Reed. Kyle Quinn adds to the big bit. Big Kyle Quinn is not a long-term solution. Davon Reed's a wing. You're thinking of Willis Reed. I mean, not Willis Reed. Sorry, Willie Reed. Willis Reed was the the Knicks center from the seventies that was <laughs> legendary. But Willie Reed, Davon Reed, six five. All right, he's a wing. He's a, almost. He's like a guard he's wing. He's a guard. Yeah. He plays so, like a wing. So safe to say that wings would be their thing. Yes. That they need to fulfill. Um. So with that being said, since the Pacers, because uh, we already done talking about the Hawks so much. What about the Pacers? Who would you want them to pick in the first round to fill that wing hole? I'm looking at a mock that has them taking P.J. Washington. I think that's more of a Thad replacement if they expect to lose him. That would be a good Thad replacement, but yes. Yeah, yeah. So they're going to be right there at pick 18. Kelvin. 
yeah, Keldon's available. You have to do that 100%. Um, Romeo, I don't think, does enough for me. I don't want Romeo in Indiana. He, if he, because he, I think he needs, even though it would be his hometown, I think he needs a place that will, that he can come into more slowly because he has expectations for himself that are going to be quickly modified. And I'm not sure he's going to be comfortable with that. Um, would you say, oh, what was I going to say, too early for Thibel? Uh, Probably, but possibly could work. At the same time, my biggest worry with Thibel is can he come into the NBA and impact immediately? Yeah. Yeah. Because while I love him, yeah, I love him. I love what he can be. I'm just not sure if the team doesn't know it, if the team doesn't want to use him the way he's designed to be used perfectly. And on top of that, with him being so used to playing zone and then the man he played wasn't like a very complex man compared to NBA man schemes back in the day. So it's going to be concerning. Um, what about, um, let's just look at their second round pick. Do they have one? They do. Cause let's just say second round 50. Yeah. What about Charles Matthews? Maybe. Iggy I mean, with the ACL, yeah. What about uh, Mieoni or Brasdakis? Um, Servetus. Servetus is gonna be gone. Ibua. Maybe I don't think you need to. And also, he probably, honestly, if I'm Indiana, I'd stash Ibua. Okay. Um, we're saying late, late second, so that's throwing me off a little bit. If Okiki slips, no way. No way he makes it that far. <laughs> uh, who else we got? Zach Norvell. Norvell. I don't like Norvell personally. I don't like him that much either. But it's the fifties, and you're running out of good options. Um. You know what? Screw it, Jarrell Brantley. You're just making up players now. No, that's not a makeup. That's a guy I really want them <laughs> to have, but no one's gonna pick him because he's from the College of Charleston. Max so, Struess. That's the guy nobody's good picking as well. So, <laughs> oh man, this is tough. I haven't done my uh, big board yet, so like looking at other people's boards. You're just trying to find names because you're you're struggling to think right now, right? Admiral Schofield. Oh, I got one for you. Even though he's undersized, Josh Reeves. I don't like Josh Reeves. I like Schofield more. I like Reeves. I like Reeves more than Schofield, so agree to disagree. Um, LeGerald Vick or Tata Sekerskis? Oh, wait, hold on. I got one. I got one. I got one. Yovel Zeusman. You expect him to be there at 50? It's, there's a good chance. Okay. I don't think it's guaranteed, but I think there's a good shot. Uh, have you seen any Vick Law? No. Northwestern? Not at all. Okay, keep an eye on him. at Northwestern. Yeah, Quindary Weatherspoon. Is he a wing? I thought he was like six four. I thought he was six six. Oh, he is came he? down to six four. He's six four. He looks bigger than he is. I think he had a long wingspan. So how long? Like what? Six ten? Let's see. I wouldn't be. I would be surprised if it was much bigger than six ten. Quindary Weatherspoon. Oh, I didn't put in wingspan. That might help. Oh my god. 
we're dragging this on y'all we're so sorry i was gonna say we're kind of just six nine yeah six four with a six nine wingspan yeah it's a little shorter but it's solid pretty good especially for his size he's more of a guard i guess yeah that's what i was thinking Uh, no Ah, uh, Miss Nushidi, I really like. Have him. we seen what happened to him yet? Do we know where he is? Last I checked, he was back in Germany. Is he on a team? He was supposed to be, but then that was the last time I saw anything. Let's see. <clears throat> okay, one more. New. While you Google, uh, Gerald Vic. Oh, I mean, he's kind of small. Yeah, how's his wingspan? Because I know he's like 6'5-ish, so he can play wing. Uh, I think I'd go with Zeusman right now, honestly, out of the options available. Wingspan of... If it loads... Yeah, so I think we'll just... We'll just, we'll just 6'10, actually. 6'10 for... Um... Vic... Vic, so yeah, that could work. Interesting indeed. How do you feel about the shot making ability? Do you like it? If I mean, if he's got a guy like Oladipo to take attention away from him, he, well, nice. he does. So not as much creation, but making, I think he can be serviceable off the bench. So would you like that fit? Would you? Let's put it this way: Vic, Zeusman, Setakurskis, uh, Norvell. Which are you picking out of that group, or Reeves, or Schofield? But I don't think Schofield will be there. Zeusman yet. I haven't taken Zeus, seen Zeusman yet, so I would say, uh, yeah, Vic. Vic, out of the three I've seen, and not Vic Law, y'all. Just to be clarified, not Vic Law. He's not saying Vic Law. Although we might like Vic Law, so but we need to get to him because we're behind on him because he's another one of those friendly guys. But with that being said. Hope you all enjoyed this episode of the Third Round Picks podcast. Uh, we certainly, well, we already learned, but we enjoyed examining our findings from these playoffs, and I hope that you enjoyed it as well. Uh, Bibbs, do you have any future developments going on that need to be given to the public? So, yes. Um, I'm, I'm super, super late, and I feel like I've probably said this a couple times, but I'm going to try to get out my... 2013 draft five years later six years later (laughs) and my 2014 five years later uh soon in the next week or two and uh big boards coming next week right yes indeed that'll be the next episode and in terms of your relook at the draft at this point if i considering how close we are to draft night i think it'd be best to hold off on doing those until after the draft i'm gonna purge them yeah, you want to get them done, but at the same time, I feel like if you get it done post-draft, but before the Summer League, but not too post-draft, there'll be enough hype going on about drafts, but they won't be people won't be turned off by the fact that it's an old draft as much, because now the, the new draft is done. I was kind of hoping that Giannis would be in the finals, so it would get some uh, buzz there, but uh, yeah, you might be right. I might need to hold off on those. Um. Yeah. Yeah, um... Did you get anybody on the Raptors from your um like who was in that draft? Those drafts was Ananobi, you no, know, it was twenty sixteen. Thirteen and fourteen. Thirteen fourteen I gotta like go on Twitter and find my well no, I got them written now. Uh, let's see. Either one of these teams have anybody of note. 
anyway, while that gets going on, you can follow Mike Bibbs on Twitter, Adam Bibbs, and at Bibbs Corner, and his website, BibbsCorner.com. Uh, and then also he has works uh, about film pieces on his own website, but also at HittingRemote.com and NetflixLife.com. And then on my end, you can find me on Twitter, at Scouts, and uh, you can find my work at LockDrive.com and TheDallasProspect.com. Uh, also, uh, if you are a Dallas Wings fan or want to be a WNBA fan slash live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, you can... We have a fan group called uh, the Dallas Stampede that goes to games and helps create an atmosphere of unity and also noise. So uh, it's fun times for any of y'all that want to come out. Uh, you can follow them at Stampede Dallas. And uh, with that being said, Bibbs, who do you have from the Raptors? Or did you? Or the Raptors or the Warriors? From either of those two drafts, I did not scout anybody on either one of these teams. Was looting in those drafts? If he was, then I either skipped over him or I did not scout him that year. That feels like he was been. He's no, been he might have been fifteen or six. He might have been fifteen. He uh, he got drafted in twenty fifteen. Yeah, pick thirty. That's, that's oh, the one where I have to like when I whenever I do next year when I do the twenty fifteen draft five years later I got to go to my tweets because I did not write those down. I'm I'm not surprised that because if uh, with Looney I looked just Google's name. Up. I always felt he was like six foot eleven in reality six nine, but he has a seven four wingspan, so now it makes sense why I feel like he was six nine. I mean six eleven. He looks bigger than he is. He's also moves well, so you can it's like you can see the hunk going up and down. You're like, oh he's tall. No, he's not. Anyway. Uh any feedback y'all have is appreciated. Next episode is gonna be the big boards. And uh finally I forgot to say this earlier. You can follow Richard Stamen at MassDraft and at MassDraft.com. Uh, sorry on us for not being able to get him in on for this episode. He will be definitely be there for the Big Board episode whenever that drops. Uh, and that's all for y'all. So, peace.